Hi, I'm Katherine Bresser, and this is Talking About My Evolution, and today I want to talk about uh, feeling grounded and ungrounded at the same time. And that was one of the topics I hadn't touched on after being in Florida, and uh, I do think I want to come back to that. It was interesting being down there because I spent so much time in the mornings on the beach. I, it was so wonderful to actually be excited to get up in the morning. I was getting up while it was still dark. And I mean, I can't even remember the last time I did that. I'm not a morning person. But the thought of like getting down to the beach and seeing what shells were there and Hello, Mr. Crow. Um, I wanted to be part of the flashlight club and see the water and just see what nature had in store for me for the day. That excitement actually is still kind of holding strong. Uh, I'm still waking up pretty early and uh, on my own, I stopped setting an alarm clock the other day because I don't really have a reason to wake up. Oh, this is a sidebar, but there's been a sign on the Miller Coors for a long time talking about heaven and the people who were shot, but all the, the sign's gone now. All the stuff was taken away. Walking through my favorite Miller Valley and all the noise. It's 42 degrees here today. I do wish I had some long underwear on. The wind is cutting right through my sweatpants. Anyway, I'll uh, keep this a short circuit. Here comes another loud truck. Yay. So yeah, being grounded and ungrounded at the same time. I was super grounded in a way from physically being on the beach, from walking in the water, from touching the sand, from collecting the shells, from being part of the sunrise every day, I felt that flow open and felt like a direct conduit to source and to earth. It was beautiful. And then I would go up into the apartment building and it I do have trouble connecting when I'm high up in the air, like in an airplane or in, a, in an apartment building higher than the first floor. Um, but I mean, I got past it. Mostly the trouble I had when I was up in the apartment was connecting through all the noise, all the distraction and all the fear going on. So the fear wasn't just my aunt being um, afraid about the coronavirus, because she wasn't, she wasn't. She was only afraid when I like kind of got in her face and was like, you need to be afraid. Like this is real. Um, but she's just afraid in life right now. now. I don't know if that's a matter of being older. I actually think it's just who she is. She 
she is a controlling person just like my mom is, but in a very different way. And again, I've talked about this numerous times. Um, she controls through passive aggression, but it seems friendlier on the surface. Like in some ways it's more insidious. Um, I do think it's less than what my mom does. My aunt isn't actively mean, at least not to me. I don't think she's mean to Carrie either. Um, but she absolutely wants things done her way. And so when I was up in that space, fight like it was a battle of wills. And I didn't want to be sucked into that. Like, I don't do that anymore. But just by wanting to be myself and do what I wanted to do and try and set some boundaries, like, it's really hard to do when you're in a small space. And so energetically, like Bill, she was she asserts her dominance in that space through the phone and um i can't stand it i mean just the fact that it's on speakerphone all the time that's a control thing like my my conversation is more important than anything you might need or want to do I must be down at Miller during a shift change. There's people out and about. Anyway, so yeah, there was, and you know, if I were to call, I mean, I've talked about this before. If I were to tell Bill, you're asserting dominance and control by using speakerphone, he would laugh in my face. So would Claudia. Um, but I know it. And it was pushing buttons. So up in the space, like up in the apartment, I was having trouble grounding. So then I would like, go back downstairs and ground and then come back upstairs. So I did feel a little bit like I had whiplash. Like it was like, how can I be so grounded in one instant and then feel like totally disconnected in another? I mean, grounding is really something I need to watch um, and be much more cognizant of. And I am. I mean, I'm grateful that I know what to look for. Um, and when I think about some of the signs of not being grounded, which includes feeling spacey and walking into things, I see how completely untethered I was during my teens. I mean, people called me ditzy and space case. and um, I think teaching kids how to ground is really important, especially uh, intellectual young ladies. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm starting to recognize much faster that uh, I feel disconnected, I feel spacey I start to walk into things I can't remember things I lose things that's all grounding and uh, and 
that's where all the fear and the worry and the doubt comes in. I don't want to be like that. So anyway, I'm much more diligent about sort of checking, checking in. It's really just checking in. Like, am I grounded? Am I feeling like connected? And I didn't even realize like this is kind of what Christy, well, not kind of, is what Christy was doing by connecting to the light. It is grounding. And it's the first thing we learn, just like it's the first thing this Dr. Francesca McCartney is talking about. You have to ground to access your intuition. Now Christy does it differently. Uh, she does it with a beam of light. But as I was talking to my spot partner, Sam, the other day, he said the beam of light isn't working for him. And I said, oh, well, uh, then you need a different image. And I was thinking about this this morning. It was actually one of the first things I started thinking about when I woke up. Like different ways to ground. And I realized like I needed a braided cable of light, almost like a ladder. It was quite pretty. Um, but that's what I needed today. Something a little more concrete. And so that's what I did. And it worked and it felt good. And uh, I also realized, like, I've been trying to find different words than Christy uses for a lot of her tools and ideas. And I've been starting to study other intuitives to see what they know. Because I want to create my own brand, my own blend. I don't want to be a parrot or a copycat. I want it to be mine, but uh, I have to learn more about intuition. Like just from a, I don't know, from a curious point of view. Technically, I know everything I need to know, but I know it all just from one mentor. And uh, since I'm not allowed to be her coach, one of her coaches, you know, I need to figure out my own way. But I was thinking, like, connecting the light is really about being a super conduit between source and the earth, or a bridge. So I may call it um, becoming the bridge or being a bridge or something like that. Anyway, and the light can come in as liquid or uh, gas or solid. I mean, you can connect however you want. But anyway, being grounded is super important, especially right now. So second podcast about grounding. And I do believe you could be grounded and ungrounded at the same time, um, which is kind of awkward, but you want to shift out of being partially ungrounded and all the way to grounded. And to do that, you may need to change your imagery. So anyway, if I can do it, you can do it too. We're all in this together learning as we go. So stay safe out there. Be well and thanks for listening.